Hey, everybody. My name is Brad Schmidt. I am the director of Equip at NCF South Florida. This is the expression of NCF South Florida that oversees all of our faith and work initiatives. And today uh, we have as our special guest on the podcast, Greg Leith. Greg is the CEO of Convene. Uh, Convene's mission is to connect, equip, and inspire Christian CEOs and business owners to grow exceptional businesses and become higher impact leaders who honor God and enrich our communities. And we have uh, at Convene, there are hundreds of people already in Convene groups from coast to coast. And in South Florida, we have multiple groups going. So we're excited to talk with Greg today about uh, the purpose, the mission, and the format of Convene. Greg, thanks for being a guest with us on the podcast. Brad, it's great to be with you. Always good to travel from California across country to Florida. Yeah, welcome. Um, would love first for you just to unpack for us Convene. I mean, you're the CEO of Convene. Um, would love to know for our listeners the history of Convene. How old is Convene? Why did it start? Uh, what is it up to now? So back 26 years ago, there was a friend of mine from Canada. His name was Brian Thatcher, and he was living in Toronto, Canada, working on the Toronto Stock Exchange, ended up working with the Navigators in Canada. Biblical fidelity, spiritual formation, scripture memory. His wife got sick. The best doctors were in California. He moved to California. She got well. He got a job at this little country church that no one had ever heard of with a pastor that wasn't very famous called Saddleback Church with Rick Warren. Saddleback Church. Hold on a second. Anybody ever heard Saddleback of Saddleback Church. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I have heard of okay, Saddleback. Okay, okay, got okay. it. So it truly was not a thing back yeah. in those days, 26 years ago. It was just a good church. And Brian kept being... Uh, tugged by God, he calls it the vertical tug, Uh to do something in the marketplace. He met an elder at Saddleback Church whose name was Rick Green, whose name is Rick Green. And Rick was in a secular group called Vistage, which is a peer-to-peer work on your business group. They put the business acumen of Vistage together with the spiritual formation of the navigators, kind of like the Reese's peanut butter and the chocolate, and created BBL, Beyond the bottom line, turning the Sunday stuff into Monday stuff for better lives and better businesses. And it's now become convene. Great. Yeah. How do you, how do you describe convene in like a sentence to somebody? What, what is it? Yeah. I say it's business leaders helping each other to build a great business on a biblical platform. Cool. And that works for just going up one floor, but if you're going up more floors, I can do a longer one for you. Well, give us the, uh, I mean, give us the paragraph. If you had a paragraph, how do you describe it? Yeah. Take, take us up a floor. Okay, we'll, we'll go to the 12th floor. I think that business leaders, men and women, are really not aware of how they could use their business for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. We think that we are supposed to make money so that we can give it away, and and that's the purpose of business. But I'm pretty sure God didn't invent Monday to Friday to be a waste of time. I mean, imagine that God looked down on earth and said, 
I'm going to make whatever it is, 80% of the week, a complete waste of time. <laughs> so people can make tables and make shoes yeah. and make software and make medical imaging yeah. devices. That doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that they write big checks to ministry. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with writing big checks to ministry. My wife and I write checks to ministry, and yeah. I'm sure everybody that's Christian pretty much does. But that would mean that the person who makes tables, makes chairs, makes shoes, makes software, makes medical imaging devices, uh, uh, cuts people open if they're a doctor and fixes their heart. Yeah. That is not a waste of time. That is using your God-given talent to bring yeah. glory to God. And the the Bible is very clear. Do all to the glory of Correct. God. It doesn't say just do Sunday to the glory of God. So convene is a place where we help business leaders to understand that the Monday through Friday matters. Oh, yeah. I think we went past the 12th floor. No, Sorry. this is great because, you know, the equip expression of NCF is the faith and work vertical at NCF. And we're all about connecting the Sunday to Monday, which is why we love convene. And I, we just think it's so countercultural, the work that's being done through convene, because, you know, the cultural narrative is work to make enough money so you don't have to work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Which is kind of a demonized view of work. And mm -hmm. kind of, I think you're tapping into the evangelical version of that, which can be twisted, which is you work to make enough money to give it to the church. Mm -hmm. And and that's still, even though that generosity is great, mm -hmm. and you mentioned that, we're still not tapping into this this vision for work that God gives us in the Garden of Eden, Genesis 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have found Convene to be such a such a great partner. Yeah, you bring up the Genesis narrative, and and it's it's very clear that I think a lot of people misunderstand what happened when Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden. Right? They 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 messed it up, and work is cursed. Right? Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. The ground is cursed. Yeah. Thorns and thistles will uh, plague the ground. The Lady Eve would have pain in childbirth, but work was never cursed. Correct. God worked five days a week. He worked to create. The Trinity worked to create. Men and women, Adam and Eve, worked in the garden. We work and we will work in heaven. Yeah. So work is not cursed. And uh, we, well, let me tell you a story about me. Yeah. Before convene, I was uh, a deacon at a church in, uh, in Canada, in Vancouver, and, you know, back in the day, a million years ago, they had missionaries come to church on Sunday evening service. Mm -hmm. And the missionaries would dress in their costume from the country they're in. And the deacons and elders would come up and lay hands on them because they were doing the ministry work of God. Yeah. And I would always be running out the back of the church before the service was over after I laid hands on the missionaries to catch a plane to be somewhere Sunday night so I could be working Monday morning for a service master, a $9 billion company. And I remember driving to the airport many times thinking, maybe someday mm. I too will be in ministry, just like those missionaries, wow. because God certainly does not smile on the work that I do. I just clean hospitals and do engineering and do biomedical equipment repair and patient transportation and food service. All those things don't matter to God. What matters is when I write a check to ministry and then God goes, that's my boy. Or on Sunday, when I, when I teach Sunday school, he says, that's my boy. And the fact of the matter is on Monday through Friday, 
when I create a spreadsheet that helps me understand our business and how it's doing, God says, way to go. I gifted you to do that. Yeah, I love that. We talk a lot at NCF in this uh, faith and work expression about that that Hebrew word avodah, uh-huh. which is worship. It means work. It means service. Yeah, right. Um, service masters. That was your. That was the company. You masters worked for? of service. Ma- yeah, serving the master is how the word. Wow. Came yeah, and you know, community service. I always think of like Habitat for Humanity, and I think uh-huh. about that feeling you get when you are finished on a Saturday and you're drenched in sweat, mm-hmm. but you're looking at this house you just painted and you feel like you're a part of something bigger than yourself. Right. But then you realize that word is the same word for labor, yeah. which means every Monday, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we have the opportunity to tap into that feeling of being a part of something bigger than ourselves. Right. Right. I, I mean, you could say, uh, you know, currently we're facing the imminent, passing to heaven of Jimmy Carter. And so you could say, well, did God smile on him more when he was president or working for Habitat for Humanity? Yeah. And the answer is both. Yeah. Right? Because he was gifted to be president. He he was gifted to work for Habitat for yeah. Humanity. He was gifted to be a peanut farmer. Yeah. And and so God smiles on the work that we do. That's great. That's great. Now we we've been at we we got to the twelfth floor together. Yeah. Okay. We went there. Let's bring it down to the lobby. Okay. Let's bring it down to the lobby. What is the convene experience like? Take us through actually the experience of a convene group. Yeah. Let's do a day. So uh, uh, six to sixteen men and women who are leaders, uh, CEOs, people who run companies, and the day begins with a check in. And it's not a check-in that's, uh, hey, how you doing? Good? Oh, good. I'm good too. It's a check-in that says, uh, on a one to 10 scale, how are you doing, Brad, with your faith, with your family, with your finances, with your fitness? And, uh, oh, how come it's a two? And uh, I'm so excited that your family is a nine. Uh, But what about that fitness thing? How come it's a two? And so everybody would check in and see how you doing. And since there's collegiality and camaraderie over time, people know if you're pulling the wool over their eyes. I like to say real learning happens over time in community. It does not happen with a sage on the stage. Uh, You know, some of these events that take place where there's 15 speakers over multiple days and you're exhausted from hearing speaker after speaker after speaker after speaker. Real learning does not take place. A little bit of inspiration takes place. So uh, check in. Then a devotional that we custom create uh, with uh, someone on our team from Talbot Center for uh, Faith and Work. And what we get is a devotional that talks about business and faith, mm-hmm. not just a passage from the Bible, period, but business and faith. Then we do some learning together. What does the Bible have to say about marketing, about finance, about vision, about control, about uh, EBITDA? Uh, about all these things, what does God's word have to say about those business practices? And we dive in with that again from uh, maybe 30 minutes to an hour and 30 minutes, and we learn together, and we wrestle these questions to the ground. Lunch happens, of course, and then we spend the afternoon working on each other's businesses with the thing we call opportunities and challenges. An opportunity might be, 
I want to expand my business to whatever state or whatever country. A challenge might be I'm having a problem with my vice president of whatever. I'm having a problem with my uh, cash flow. I'm having a problem with my hiring practices. And so we would work on each person's problem. There may be not, not the whole group, but maybe three or four in a day. And we'd spend maybe an hour on each uh, problem. Great. So you've got six to 16 members. You've got uh, a convene leader called a convene chair. Yep. And you just described the process of the gathering that happens once a month. Once a month. Once a month for for a day, for Uh a full day. And what's the relationship between the member and the chair throughout the month? So throughout the month, glad you brought that up. Each member would have about an hour of one-to-one coaching from the leader of the group, the chair. And so that's a time when they would say, how's it going in a deeper way? What can I help to do to lift the heaviest burden on your shoulders today? Which is a great you know, beginning question. What's the most important thing we could talk about today? Or what's the heaviest burden on your shoulders and how could I help lift it? And we just go where the member wants to go. There's a great story about that. One of our chairs uh, your friend and mine, Paul Aubin, yep. had a particular uh, coaching session with a member. And uh, Paul felt like he didn't do very well because he didn't say hardly anything the entire time. And just as they were heading out of the restaurant, the member turned to Paul and said, Paul, that was the best coaching session we've ever done. Hmm. Why? Because nobody listens to CEOs too much anymore. And CEOs also don't get time to think. So the group is a place to think and process. And the coaching session is a time to think and process. And when you put those two things together, it's a very powerful combination. I mean, as I'm listening to you kind of reflect on the experience, you know, it almost seems like for the members, it's like you have your own personal board of directors to meet yeah. with every month. Is that a good way to describe That's it? a great way to describe it. A peer it. advisory group. How do you... Uh-huh. How do you describe what that value add is for each member? Yeah. So what we hear from members is this is a place where I can be real. Yeah. I can be very transparent. I can be held accountable. I can be loved. I can be valued. I can be cared for uh, with sometimes uh, significant grace and sometimes with really – intense accountability, right? Yeah. I've, I've been in convened groups where somebody says, well, you know, you've been saying that you're going to have to fire that person for six months. Yeah. What is going to be different next month? Uh, I'll never forget the time I was in a group one time when uh, somebody had an opportunity challenge and the idea was sell that particular piece of property. And at the end of the opportunity challenge, we always uh, say, what does God's word have to say? What did you hear? And how can we pray about this opportunity? And we did all that. And then we said to the person, what are you going to do? And they said, well, I'm, I'm not going to do what you recommended. And we kind of said, why are you here? Hmm. You know, why are you even here? Because if you're just going to listen every six yeah. months or uh, every month for six months and do nothing, this is not like a talk show. Yeah. Right. This, this is for real. Yeah. So this is a group of people that are um, covenanting together to mm-hmm. grow their professional lives, their spiritual lives. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way to get out what convene is. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
you know, I would imagine when you get those people in the room, the right people in the room with that's guided by a facilitator, a convened chair that oftentimes, you know, that's where like the miracles happen. That's where stories of transformation happen. Do you have any over the years that stick out to you that our listeners might be able to just hear and then get a picture of what's possible through convene? Yeah. And I think it's good to probably point out what I haven't said, which is it may sound to somebody listening that we're talking about a Bible study. I mean, we haven't said that, but somebody might be thinking, oh, yeah, that's kind of like a Bible study. This is not a, you know, coffee and donuts before you go to work, pray for five minutes, pat everybody on the back and say, how you doing? Good. I'm good too. Great. That's great. I'll, I'll be praying for you. Since you said you're having a tough time right now, I'll, I'll be praying for you. That is not convene. Convene is what we just described. And so um, a, a member who will remain anonymous, I'm not even going to say the state, uh, said that he saved a million dollars in taxes with recommendations from his convene group. Wow. He avoided bankruptcy. He was healed of addiction and his marriage was stabilized. This is one person. One person. <laughs> one person. A person who needed a lot of wow. uh, love and accountability, right? And yeah. those are huge life issues that I don't think get solved over a donut and coffee and a quick five minute prayer and a fake trans a fake lack of transparency. When how you doing, Brad? Fine. How you doing, Greg? Fine. You're fine. I'm fine. That's yeah. great. A fellow in another state. My business started as a hobby. Now because of convene, my business is fifteen million dollars. Wow. Somebody in another state. Uh, I resolved a bad partner issue. My cash flow improved and my marriage improved. 2005, somebody said my revenue was about $7 million. 2022, my revenue is $240 million. Wow. So um, a service master phrase that we used a lot because we I just recited a lot of Profitability and revenue yeah. numbers. Somebody might say, well, you know, is it all about profitability? I would like to say this. If you don't have profit, you don't have a company to honor God. Mm -hmm. You're called bankrupt. Yeah. And if artists brought their artwork into a room to show other artists and the art was no good, it would be very clear that the their work product art is not good. But a business person in Convene would bring their work product, their company profitability, their company excellence, yeah. their company EBITDA, their company um, metrics about people. And they would say, this is me. And that's their work product. Correct. And they open the kimono in front of other CEOs and they say, this is my work product. Let's evaluate it. Wow. This is great. I mean, I'm hearing some some good stories. I think that's good for our listeners to to grab hold of. But for our listeners, how do they know if they're qualified to be a member of Convene? I haven't asked you that question, but what's the profile of a Convene member? Um, what's their title? What's the, What stage are they in in their company? Um, how do they know if they're even a candidate to be a part of a group? Because they are closed groups. These are groups that are closed. These are groups that they sign NDAs together, right? Right. Where they can share their their stories of their businesses together in a safe 
a confidential space. Could you talk a little bit about the profile of the member? Yeah. The full day groups, the members' uh, business is over $2 million. Okay. And we have groups up to uh, – members up to a billion dollars. And so we've got many, many, many members who are over $50 million, but over $2 million. We also are starting an entrepreneurial or entrepreneurial type group for half of a day. And those are people who are smaller than $2 million that spend a half a day. And some of your listeners may be thinking, uh, well, listen, I'm hearing this, but I'm, I'm in, um, you know, I'm in the middle of nowhere and there's no convened group. Mm -hmm. We have online groups that you can join that meet for two hours every two weeks and so, uh, or two, I should say two times a month. And that actually almost equals a full day if you eliminate the breaks and lunch. So we have online, we have half day, and we have full day. People should be uh, or are or sign a document that says, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so we're not a place for people who don't follow Christ. And uh, we are for men and women. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're not the CEO, but you're an up-and-coming leader, we have groups for those kinds of folks as well. Awesome. And you've helped us uh, launch um, a number of, of groups here in South Florida already. So we've got the full-day groups. We've got the half-day group as well in South Florida. So we've got our options going already, which is great. So thank you so much mm -hmm. for helping us uh, get those off the ground. And um, – you know, before we close, I, I want to ask you a question. I like to ask everybody I interview um, around this topic of faith and work, and and it's it's this question. You know, if somebody were to ask you, Greg, personally, um, how do I integrate my faith at work? I, I I want to take God more seriously at work. I'm starting to tap into this idea that it's not just Sunday that matters; it's Monday that matters. Um, what advice would you give them? What what principles would you give them to put into place or new thoughts to just to get started? So first, I would send people to our website to find something that's pretty important at convenenow.com. So convenenow.com. Okay. And look up 24 ways to build a profitable Christ-centered business. We have, I think we now have 24 ways, 66 ways, 104 ways, but there's lots of ways, practical ideas. But here's what I want to say uh, philosophically, ideology-wise, to somebody who's listening, and they're saying, I don't know. You know, I'm looking out on the shop floor. We're making uh, nuts and bolts for airplanes, and I'm trying to keep my head above water. I'm growing. Uh, I have vacation house. I go on cruises, and I don't have a clue how to use my business as a, as a kingdom thing. I would say this. There's a mission field 50 feet from your desk. It's called your employees. You don't have to get on a plane and go to Africa. You don't have to go dig water wells. You don't have to go hand out backpacks to homeless people this weekend. You don't have to serve turkey for Thanksgiving at a homeless shelter. All those things are fantastic, and they should be done but don't ignore the mission field that's 50 feet from your desk. That machine shop worker, that secretary, that receptionist, that vice president. If you have a company where, like society, most of your employees are not Christian, why does God want you to wave goodbye to them 
as you get on a plane and travel 18 hours to Africa to dig a water well, he does not smile any more on you when you dig the water well as when you do an event for your employees right outside your door. I love that. I think that's very inspiring. I think that's a a fresh perspective and 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 yeah, I'm hoping there are people listening that have been asking that question that can hear that and go, "Wait a second, my mission field is right here." I, th- I think that that could change that could change everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Because and you mentioned this, you know, um St. Paul, you know, whatever you do, whether you eat, drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory mm-hmm. of God. And I think that's a great perspective you just gave towards that end. So, Greg, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Thanks for uh, the partnership that you and Convene have with NCF South Florida. We love the partnership, and we're excited to see it uh, it blossom and flourish. Well, it's a joy for us, too. And I think you know of some of the recent statistics that happened with National Christian Foundation. We actually demonstrated empirically that Christian CEOs in convene groups are more generous with their time, with their money, than people who are not. So yeah. it's a it's a partnership that's working, and it's causing people to be more generous, and that's a good thing. Love it. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming. Happy to be with you. We want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast today. And if you want to learn more about Convene, you can go to convenenow.com. And if you want to learn more about groups in South Florida, you can go to ncfgiving.com forward slash South Florida forward slash Convene.